The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Today we are going to be talking about a couple of things. Uh, We're going to talk about what is going on in the world. Currently in my hometown, there. it's been a very interesting week, let's put it that way. They've already decided to mobilize the National Guard. Um, the trial for Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old kid from Illinois who went to Kenosha during the riots, and I'm not going to call them protests because the protests weren't a problem. The protests happened during the day when they were supposed to, and they were actually a bunch of people out there trying to change the world for the better and doing it the right fucking way. I'm talking about the assholes that were out there walking the streets between say about nine thirty, ten o'clock and three or four in the morning, the, the sons of bitches that were from out of town, because by and wide, the people that were causing the problems were not Kenosians. They were not people from there because the people from there had a vested interest in not destroying their own fucking town. But the, the yes, yeah, so the riots in Kenosha, Kyle Rittenhouse for, if you've been living under a rock, was a 17 year old from Illinois, worked in Kenosha, had friends and family in the area, I guess. And he came to Kenosha to, he felt the need to meet up with a bunch of other guys to patrol and offer, according to him, offer assistance. Uh, He did have a first aid kit on him, but he also had an AR-15. Now, where this becomes problematic is, over the course of the night, he wound up shooting three people, killing two of them and wounding the third. All of the people he shot, according to him, it was self-defense. Based on what I saw, because uh, I was watching the riots that night, it was my hometown and I was laid off. I didn't have any reason to go to bed, so I stayed up all night watching all the live streams, you know, multiple windows open on my computer all night, watching a bunch of different videos of watching my hometown get wrecked. People lighting fires, people breaking into businesses, you know, not people that were there peacefully trying to make the world a better place, but people that were there to destroy shit. And it happened for multiple nights. The second night, a lot of people, a lot of people that were saying, "No, you shouldn't be doing this," decided to arm themselves and go try and defend shit. This kid, I've said it before, but in case anybody's, you know, not sure where I stand on this, he had no fucking business being there. He should have stayed in Illinois. He's 17 fucking years old. He had no business being on the streets with a gun that night. But realistically, none of the people he shot had any business being there either. They were in violation of a curfew. They were not out looking to do good deeds. The first individual he shot was recorded on film earlier in the night, several hours before the incidents occurred, challenging people to shoot him, calling people out. He was. Multiple people testified that he had said things along the effects of, if I catch any of you guys on your own, you're dead. I'm going to fucking kill you. He was not a good guy. He was not there for good reasons. He was there to stir up shit. The second guy that got shot got shot after hitting the kid in the head with a skateboard twice and going for his gun. What the fuck did he think was going to happen? The kid was going to roll over and say, yes, please beat me to death? It was a case of getting death by stupidity. 
And the third guy that got shot, who's trying to say he was there as a paramedic, was there as a paramedic with an illegal firearm because he's a convicted felon. He had no legal right to have the handgun that he was pointing at the kid when he got shot. Now, those are kind of the cliff notes of the story. If you really want to know there is more than enough coverage out there, if you aren't aware of what's going on, go look it up. And, you know, for, for the love of God, do not just look at one media source because in the course of everything that's been going on and I've seen people, you know, lo- quoting articles and linking to different things on social media f- posts. And I honestly, I have friends on both sides of the aisle that people have known forever, people that I've grown up with, and they all have their own individual stances. And they're still my friends because I still haven't done anything to, you know, give me a reason not to be their friend anymore. We don't necessarily agree on everything. We don't agree about this particular issue in some cases because I'm a firm believer that if somebody is attacking you, you have a right to defend yourself. Now, that kid exercised the right to defend himself. The forensics basically showed that the first guy he shot was trying to take his gun away from him. The guy who had previously threatened to fucking kill him if he caught him alone. And somebody says that to me and then lunges for a gun that I happen to have. Oh, you better believe they're going to die. If somebody hits me in the head with a fucking skateboard and I'm armed, yeah, you brought a blunt object to a gu- to a gunfight. You're fucked too. And to anybody who's sitting there and saying, oh, well, it's not the same thing. He hit him with a skateboard. It's not like he had a gun. A blunt object is perfectly capable of killing someone. A skateboard can be classified as a blunt force weapon. Same thing as a 2x4 or a stick or a pipe or a bat or anything else. That is still considered being armed. If you assault someone with a blunt object, you are still committing armed assault, whether you fucking like it or not. Now, if you assault somebody who happens to be better armed than you, that's kind of Darwinism. That's not a case of, oh, well, that wasn't fair. You hit somebody in the head twice that was packing, and then you are acting surprised when you got plugged? No, you're fucking stupid for hitting somebody in the head twice and getting shot because you were on top of his gun and you put yourself in the position of being a one-shot target. It's just bad planning. And in, in the case of the third guy who got shot, who one of the reasons why I say don't put too much stock in a lot of the media reporting on it, the left is trying to paint this guy as a fucking hero, despite the fact that he's a convicted felon who was illegally armed. Oh, he was there trying to help people. He was there as a paramedic. This guy came from out of town carrying an illegal firearm to provide medic assistance, according to himself. But because he's on the side of the quote-unquote protest, they want to try and paint him as some kind of hero. And the kid who shot him, who was coming into town, did not bring a gun, but had a gun there for him. So was an armed person that came into town, according to his own testimony, to provide medical support and first aid to people that may be hurt during the protest. But because he's not on the side of the left, somehow he's being demonized by the same reports that are calling the convicted felon with a handgun that that he brought because he felt he may need to protect himself, even though he was not legally allowed to fucking have it. They're trying to paint him as a hero for literally performing the exact same actions. And it's not like he just was randomly shot. It was not a random violent attack. This kid was not acting out in rage and just emptying it into the crowd. He did not get shot until he drew down on the kid. He had a handgun in his hand, had his hands up, basically pretending he was going to surrender or something, hands in the air, the kid didn't do anything to him. 
The kid did not pull the trigger until he drew down on him. And that's something that a lot of the media is glazing over or just trying to play off. Or And at one point, the, this guy has lied to the media, lied to the police, told the feds that he didn't have a gun, told the people that he was unarmed, lied about it until the pictures came out. There were plenty of footage captured him holding a handgun in his hand while his bicep was vaporized. He still had the gun in his hand. There was plenty of documentation that it was in his hand. Admitted on the stand that he did not get shot until he pointed his gun at the kid. Literally made the case for self-defense for that particular charge. In court, under oath. Now, the fact is this guy has been lying the entire time. And why he chose to develop a sense of I better tell the truth on the stand and, and shoot himself and the, the prosecution in the fucking foot. Well, uh, obviously he shot himself and the prosecution in the foot because he's not very good with a gun. Uh, but he and this guy filed a lawsuit against Kenosha County for $10 million because as an armed felon, he got shot by a private individual that he was drawing down on. He was committing a crime against. And it was, it, I mean, it's ridiculous. It just shows, and here's the part. This guy is an avowed communist. He belongs to a communist organization. His political party is a splinter of the BLM movement that is an avowed communist organization, and he's felt the need to sue. He's, he's yeah, a real good communist there. I got hurt. The state owes me $10 million. He's not a communist. He's a fucking parasite is what he is. He's a criminal. He's a liar. He's a fucking convicted thief. And he's trying to play the fucking victim because he played fuck around and find out. He did something stupid. You know, play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm actually glad he lived because he just his testimony highlighted how stupid the fucking charges were in the first place. But like I said, I have very marginal sympathy for this kid. He's getting dragged. He's being mocked by literally everyone. When he got emotional and broke down on the stand, we have people out there saying, oh my God, they're crocodile tears. He doesn't feel bad. It's so fake, blah, 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 blah. And like they post a picture of him crying and try and make a meme out of it, posting pictures of him the day he was bonded out after sitting in jail for several days. To, you know, he was out with his parents and his friends and his people that were there trying to support him. Oh, he's not crying now. Yeah, no shit. He's not on the stand trying to relive an extremely traumatic event. All these assholes that are out here saying, oh, well, he's breaking down, but it's bullshit, have, are by and wide the people that have no idea what it's like to actually be in a position where you have to kill somebody, where you have to take somebody's life. And they're just being mocking and der derogatory and, and deriding him and being just pieces of shit. For the tolerant and accepting, you know, progressive side of things, they sure are being assholes to, and, you know, I mean, granted, that's true to form. Anybody that doesn't agree with them is automatically a piece of shit. Um... But anyway, I, I really did not mean to make this a whole Rittenhouse tear. But the simple fact of the matter is the thing that's really pissing me off about this situation is it has really highlighted all this media bias and how ridiculous some people are when it comes to their information. And I'm saying that more in the tone of the left has gotten into this attitude of they're waving the race card real fucking hard right now and not just because of this. I mean, yeah, granted, it, they've always been trying to play that card with this whole, you know, the protest was because of racist bullshit and blah, 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 blah. The more you 
try and make things about being racist matters, the more you try and say, well, this kid's an, a racist and he was hanging out with racists and that why, that's why they were there. They were there because they were racist. A white kid shot three white people. I don't see how that's a racist issue in the fucking slightest. It's really not. It would, And then we have news outlets reporting it as he's, a, he's affiliated with racist groups. You know, and all these other reporting things that highlight he shot three people. They keep referring to these guys as victims. Not a single one of them was a good fucking person. You had a convicted pedophile, the first corpse. Multiple charges, too. Not one time, not two times. Had a track record of dating women with small boys and using their mothers to get close to them and then fucking the kids. Charged and convicted five fucking times. Now, that's a whole different tear. Why should this... Why was that prick there in the first place? Why was he not languishing in a fucking prison somewhere after being convicted on five counts of fucking pedophilia? Why was he on the streets at all? And, you know, his family members are trying to say he was a good guy. He was misunderstood. He was off his meds. He was a fucking pedophile, and he should have been killed years ago. Like, after the first conviction, much less the fucking fifth. So he should have been at least, bare minimum, rotting in prison somewhere. And, you know, probably preferably Gen Pop, so the inmates would know he was a pedophilic piece of shit. And they would have taken care of unaliving his ass. The second guy that got unalived was a convicted domestic abuser that liked to choke women. Yeah, the real fucking saint there. I'm sure he was out on the streets with good intent, and I'm sure he was a wonderful person that paid his taxes, loved his, you know, went to church, loved his family. I'm sure he was a fucking upstanding citizen. And then you got the guy that lived. The convicted, he was convicted of armed burglary? And uh, absolutely fucking ridiculous. And the, the this is, what's really pissing me off about it is, there are so many things I've seen online and so many people that are trying to make all these pronouncements about how this kid's a murderer and he needs to go to jail and all this other shit who are trying to basically elevate these people to be something they're not. Oh, they were victims. They were there trying to do what was right. No, they were there to stir up shit. They were not there with any good motives. It wasn't, we're here looking for justice. It's, we are capitalizing on something that's shitty and something terrible that happened to use this to indulge our own desire to fuck shit up. They were not good fucking people. And I really, there's nothing you can say to paint that differently. But if you look at a lot of these people that are tr trying to, you know, do this, they are some of the most misinformed fucking people I have ever heard of. And they're so vocal and so stupid about how they're doing things. I've seen multiple posts that said something to the effect of, well, I didn't know these guys were, you know, terrible fucking people, but they he, they got killed anyway. If he, And, you know, the, the kid didn't know they were fucking convicts when he shot them. No, he didn't. He acted in self-defense in the spur of the moment. Now, after the facts come out that these are horrible fucking people with a terrible convict records, and realistically none of them should have been there, some of them shouldn't have been fucking free, in my opinion. And you want... You know that these are terrible fucking people. You know they did shitty things to people that they were supposed to care about. They did terrible fucking things. They were there, but since they're on your side, you choose to ignore the fact that they were terrible fucking people and try and scream victim. So that's actually fucking worse.
That makes you worse than the kid who shot them without knowing they were terrible fucking people by trying to defend the fact that even though they were terrible people, they were there doing what you thought was right. So somehow they're all of a sudden not shitty fucking human beings anymore. I I hate to break it to you, but they're still shitty human beings. Now they're dead shitty human beings, which makes them slightly less shitty in my book. But the amount of disconnect out of these people, oh, well, he didn't know they were terrible people when he shot them. He knew they were trying to hurt him. So seems reasonable to make a certain assumption about them that if they're trying to hurt him, they must not be particularly nice. And again, if you're just trying to justify that he didn't know that and that's why they shouldn't have been shot, well, they shouldn't have been on the streets tearing shit up. They shouldn't have been out there picking fights with armed guys thinking they were going to get away with it because... By and wide, a lot of people that want to run around, running their mouths, acting all fucking tough, they do that with the mentality of something's not going to happen. They're going to get away with it because they've gotten away with it before. They try and act hard with the wrong fucking people, and shit happens. One of the reasons I'm not dead at this point is because I don't go around picking fights with people. And I'm perfectly capable of defending myself. I'm perfectly capable of handling myself in a stressed-out situation. But I don't actively go seeking that because I have enough sense to realize it can go sideways. I'm not going to go out there talking shit because all the other times I've talked shit, I've gotten away with it. And, you know, to be fair, I have done a lot of shit talking in my life. I have, in my younger days, I had no problem running my mouth to the biggest fucking guy in the bar. And I did it with the understanding that, yeah, I might get fucked up. But, you know, to be fair, it's a fight and I'm going to give as good as I'm going to get in most situations. And that's that. I never once saw an armed individual and got in his face and started shouting, kill me, because I'm not fucking stupid. But anyway, again, I'm getting sidetracked here. The whole thing I wanted to talk about is how the media is misrepresenting things so badly. I have literally seen posts of people saying they didn't know that he shot white kid or white people. A white kid shot people at the Black Lives Matter quote-unquote protests is what they knew. They did not realize the, sh- the people that he shot were white. He did not. Re- they did not realize the people he shot were fucking convicts and pedophiles and wife beaters. They. He did not realize the people do not realize this shit because that's that's not how it's being presented. And even when you know the fact that they are you know of a Caucasian persuasion is presented, it's not done in any kind of manner that points out. Oh yeah, they're shitty, terrible, fucking human beings just that they're dead, you know, omitting any of the other factors. So I've seen people posting things on here like they didn't know the victims were white. Well, fuck you, you're stupid and you don't do your homework. I've seen posts from different things and different companies trying to, well, it's, you know, it's never really company policy for these posts. I always assume when I see a social media post from a company, that is a individual who works for that company putting their spin on things. And I saw literally one of the dumbest fucking posts I've ever seen in my life. Um, And I'm sure it was somebody trying to accent, you know, oh, well, this is wrong for these reasons. But the Ben and Jerry's account on their their Twitter, their social media manager felt the need to post, well, imagine it was a black kid that shot three white guys, and then you'll understand why there's no equality. And completely tone-deaf post about the matter. Deliberately inflammatory. It's deliberately trying to piss people off and make it a racial issue by 
inflaming the fact that, oh, it's a white kid on trial, and if it, if it wasn't a white kid, he wouldn't even be there. Here's the thing about that. That's a completely inaccurate comparison, because it's not a white kid that shot three black guys. It is a white guy that shot three white guys. To say, what if a black kid shot three white guys, then it would be a totally different story, is inaccurate because you're not making a proper, an appropriate analogy. If it was a black kid that shot three other black people, it probably wouldn't even be a fucking news, like a byline. It would be a blurb on a crime report, and that's it. You know why? Because the system sucks. The media is broken. It doesn't report all the black-on-black crime that happens daily in this area. I live close enough to Chicago where... Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of it. There's a lot of black people killing other black people. But you don't hear shit about it. It doesn't get national media coverage. It's, I mean, they call it Chirac for a reason. And it's not because it's a friendly, happy place to fucking go. But it also doesn't get the coverage. It doesn't get any respect. It doesn't get reported. It, it, it's not the narrative they're trying to push. It's not increasing division. It's not making us you know, want to fight each other and hate each other instead of focusing on the real problems in the world. Yeah, no, let's say what if it was this, but it's not even an accurate comparison. Yeah, it's just stupid, and it, it's and it's constant. It, I'd say the Ben and Jerry's thing, because that's one thing I saw it when I was futzing around on social media, and I basically said, shut the fuck up and stick to ice cream because your analogy is not even accurate, because it's not. You're trying to stir shit up. You're not trying to, you're trying to make a point that's completely invalid in the context you're using it in and trying to make the situation worse, and it's fucking ridiculous. So I guess the whole point of this rant is be a little better educated. Be a little better informed. Know what the fuck you're talking about instead of getting all emotional and bent out of shape because somebody told you this is what you should be feeling. Because whatever media source you decided to choose, because your aunt's mother's cousin found an article on Facebook, look at more than just one source. Be a little bit more critical. Find out what the fuck's going on. Don't be that person that's posting something stupid like, oh my God, I didn't realize the people he shot were white. How fucking dumb do you have to be seriously and with that being said we're going to take a little break here uh and when we come back we are going to discuss something completely different this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, and we're back. So the second thing I wanted to talk about today, and uh, the first part of this got a little long, so I'll try not to be overly involved in this one. But the second thing I wanted to talk about today is there is a thing out there, and this is a very real thing, but it's kind of misunderstood. Um, and it is, the technical term for it is a subdermal RF chip implant. Now, I'm not talking about the microchips that everyone who is wrapping their heads in tinfoil and screaming about why the vaccines are a bad thing are talking about. I'm not talking about something they're trying to sneak in your body. Although I'm also not going to say that's completely beyond the realm of possibility because these things are tiny, teeny tiny little fucking things, and they are implanted through a syringe. That's kind of as far as it goes, though. I don't... 
I I don't agree with mandatory vaccinations for an entirely different set of reasons when it comes to the outbreak thing, and everybody knows that. But I don't think it's because they're sticking microchips in us with them. I think that's a little extreme. But subdermal RFID is a thing. It does exist. And there's a lot of people out there that are saying in the next 10 to 15 years that's going to be a perfectly normal thing. And it's going to be every human's going to have one. And there are a lot of the doomsayers that are saying that's the mark of the beast. Or if depending on whatever bent your particular flavor of religion comes in, why you may be opposed to it. Now, I have my own reasons for being opposed to it. But it's not because I necessarily think it's the mark of the beast or the, because I think it's the, trying to be tracked and all this. But that is my issue with it is if you get this chip inside you, it's always on. It's always turned on. So anywhere you go that has a reader, it could be built into the door jams, and they could tell when you're leaving, entering and leaving a building. Because RF chips, radio frequency, it's a thing. It's like it, the identity chips people are putting in their pets. It's a real simple thing. You get a little tiny prick in the back of their neck or between their shoulder blades, and if your pet gets lost, they get taken to a rescue shelter or a vet or whatever, and they have a little thing, and they hold it on their back, and it goes beep, and it pulls up information, and it's your owner information. Now, it, not everything's stored on there. Generally, with the ones for the pets, it is a number, and you go online, and you punch that number into a database, and it pulls up the registered pet owner's information. The thing is, these chips can be programmed, and... They don't need to be plugged into something to do it. I mean, like the, I believe the pet ones are just a serial number, and they're put on the chip before as it's being made. But they they can be wirelessly. They can be designed to be programmed wirelessly, so you can update and change the information in them. And one of the uses, and it is, it does exist. I believe some of the military uses it now, where they have their medical records directly implanted into them. So if they are unconscious or unable to talk, or they, they it's all with them in that chip now i'm not opposed to having a microchip somewhere on my person that has all that information in my person is a different story now one of the reasons i'm really not opposed to the concept behind it is because realistically at this point we're all already doing it if you have a tap to pay credit card if you have ever used google pay or apple pay or anything else where you're paying with your fucking phone you're already using this technology it's an rf signal it's uh it's nfc i believe is the actual term for the technology and as of right now officially these chips they how they work is they get programmed with a number you scan the chip you get the number same as it does for the the animals basically it pulls up your information out of a database but these chips are programmable and as the capacity changes as they get more developed they're going to be able to store more information on them including records so you don't actually have to have access to the database to pull up what's on them. And like I said, I'm not directly opposed to RF technology. Um, to Like I said, it's, it exists already. It's in tap to pay. It's in your cell phones. It's in your credit cards. You can get a chip implanted into jewelry, into a ring, into a piece. You can hey, put them in a piece of clothing if you wanted to be sneaky about it. But the thing is, all of those things can be put down. All of those things can be set aside. And that's why I'm okay saying I'm okay with having it on my person. Because if I ever really needed to make sure I wasn't being tracked, I would just leave that shit behind. And that's okay. Now, one of the things is a lot of the con conspiracy-minded individuals go, well, if you have that chip and you that can track you, they do have a very limited range. 
like a lot of the current applications, a lot of there's people out there that call themselves biohackers, and they're trying to integrate technology into their day to day life, into impairing it with being attached to your body. And uh, people have done experiments with these things, trying to show that they're safe, trying to show that they're not gonna be dangerous and there are the, some of the innovators in this thing they've implanted chips and generally it's in the hand the people that are doing this like willingly and experimentally they're implanting them in their hands usually between their thumb and the forefinger and it, it does have a lot of various uses there are people that are using them for accessing buildings accessing their homes access, accessing their offices by not having a key but having an RF scanner that opens and cl closes the lock can be used to turn the lights on, turn the lights off. Any, basically, any, anywhere you need a switch, you can use an RF chip and it will work like a switch. And as I mentioned, in terms of a digital currency, and, and there are people that are programming their crypto wallet keys on them. There's a guy out there that's got all his Bitcoin wallet information chipped into his hand. And when he needs to access it, he swipes his hand over a reader just like you'd use on the tap to read credit card readers at the store or at the gas station or wherever same thing he's got his bitcoin key on there and boop puts his hand on it and he's got access to his information now there's you know pros and cons to this thing like i said i'm not adverse to that i'm not i actually kind of like the idea of not having to carry wallets or cards or any of that shit with me but i don't like the idea of having it implanted into my body i like you know maybe Maybe a ring with a chip in it would be good for me because I could take it off and leave it if I didn't want to have it with me. And, uh, you know, maybe something a little less noticeable so you're less likely to get mugged. That could be fun, too. And having a digital wallet in that with your, say, your driver's license information and your your ID, again, that doesn't bother me. And Give the cops a scanner and let them scan your ID. But that also makes the whole identity theft thing more questionable because... Is it going to include a picture? Is it going to include a recent picture? I mean, not that your driver's license picture necessarily looks anything like you either, but is, is so you scan the chip, it brings up your ID on their little scanner, and then they compare it to you, and, and there you go. Sure, sounds a lot more convenient. But uh, we're not really looking at just the RF technology, because, like I said, it, we're all already using it. And as we go more towards digital currency, which... It, yeah, it's a lot more convenient. I hate carrying cash. I really do. And I know that's a bad thing from certain perspectives, but maybe it's just all the time I spent commuting back and forth to Chicago and a couple attempted muggings where, yeah, I'm, I'm, I much prefer saying, look, I don't have any cash on me. It's really convenient when the crackheads come out of the woodwork trying to ask for change to go, look, I don't carry cash. Fuck off, cracky. And... It's the truth. I mean, I don't lie. and I've, <laughs> More than once, I've had somebody come up to me and ask me for change, and I've just looked at them and said no. Uh, not that I'm a bad person, but if, I, if you can kind of tell the difference between somebody that's actually hurting and somebody that's either just doing it as a hustle or somebody that's a fucking junkie. If you got a junkie twitch and you ask me for money, you're not getting anything, regardless of what I have on me. And in particular dealing with the begging population of downtown Chicago, where a lot of those guys make more in a year than I do without actually doing shit other than standing there going, anybody got any change? Can you help me brother out? Da, 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 da. And yeah, so maybe I'm a little jaded from dealing with those guys for so fucking long, but 
if you look like you're healthy and well-fed, you're probably not getting anything out of me either. If I see you in the same spot more than three days in a row, begging for change, yeah, you're not, you could be spending that time looking for a job. I'm, instead, you're standing on the side of the overpass. You're probably because you realize you're going to make plenty of money there without having to actually have a job. And since I had to work for what's in my pocket, why should I give it to you for free? I mean, it's kind of different if I see somebody like a mom with kids that looks like they're just living out of their car because shit happens or something like that. You know, yeah, I'm not without a soul. But at the same time, but anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. The implantable RF identity tags, they carry with them, besides the fact of being monitored and certain, they, you know, the paranoid people will tell you that it carries a risk of freedom and autonomy and I agree with that because yes I am a little paranoid about certain things my paranoia does not necessarily stem from unrealistic things more as a lack of faith in the powers that be to do what is in the people's best interest they do what is in their best interest I think that's more of a pragmatic view not a paranoid view and there are a lot of things on the table with these chips uh, there is you know it's it's a new, relatively new technology so we don't know the long-term effects. You don't know the long-term effects of carrying a little radio signal constantly under your skin. I mean, starting with the basic things, when you get you know your in, your implant injected, there's always a chance for in, any time, like any time, other time you're putting something in your skin, there's a chance of infection, either you know due to a contaminated part going in or not cleaning it properly or something being done. Your body could reject it. Our bodies do that kind of stuff all the time. It could be encapsulated in the system. Your body could try and force it out of your body, out of itself. There could be rejection issues. Um, it could, there are things, you know, like what if you what kind of effects would it have if you go into an MRI machine and you, you got to get a scan? You can't even you can't have your keys in your pocket. You can't really have it if you have any metal in your body. You can't get an MRI because the magnets will fuck with it. Well, what's it going to do with a chip? Is it going to short out? Is it going to erase your chip? Is it, and then you got to get another implant. There are, I mean, could it screw up the machine? Who knows? Do you have to, you know, have have a shield to cover it? I, I don't know. Um, another thing, you're sticking electronics into your body. Now, there's not a lot, you know, between the the precious metals, and a lot of them are like silica based. They're they're little glass things like the size of a grain of rice. So maybe not necessarily corrosion or shorting out, but there's there's a lot of stuff in there that could, if, if it's an improperly sealed piece, it could leach into your body and, and corrode and cause issues and uh, I, I mean, I don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of things that could fail there and you know uh, how long before the radio signal starts to get weak and just degrades i mean i honestly i don't know enough about how these chips are manufactured or how they function to really say that but i don't know where they're getting their their energy supply from i don't know what's generating the radio field is it a, a magnetic field is it, i don't know um but you know the thing is that the part of the problem with that signal is like i said it's always on and yes we all have this issue with you know our phones and our pockets and credit cards and a lot of other things where you could theoretically have that chip out there pinging away all day. And to a certain extent, that leaves us all vulnerable already to having that information stolen. 
that's why they make wallets that shield your RF functioning credit cards from external scanning until you take them out of the wallet. That's why you can get cell phone cases. You can turn the RF identity off on your phone until you're ready to use it. There's actually settings where you can turn it where it only it only turns on when you activate the the pay app. So there are measures you can take to to deactivate the, that signal or to muffle that signal when it's not in use. And you don't really have that option with an injected chip. There's not a way for you to turn it on and off. There's not a way for you to muffle the signal other than if you're wearing like a specially lined piece of clothing or something that's got something in there to interfere with the radio signal. And uh, yeah, so that's something that needs to be taken into consideration before anybody really gets on board with this whole, well, it's easier for me and I, I support this. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's just things to think about. If you've got a chip in your hand that's got your business card coded into it, yeah, great. Somebody scans it and they have a copy of your business card. What can they do with that? Well, they can pass themselves off as you. But other than that, I mean, they might hurt, harm your reputation a little bit, but it's not going to give them access to anything. So, yeah, okay. But... The, 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 the real sticking point, and there's a lot of people that are the ones that are really staunchly opposed to this. Like, I'm moderately opposed to it, as long as it's an optional thing. If that's really what you want to do, rock and roll. Once it, people start saying, talking about, you know, this mandatory digital ID is going to be pumped into your ass. No, that, no, 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 fucking no. Mandatory is pretty much my trigger word. That's the one that's going to tell me, you know, you need to go fuck yourself. And with very minor exceptions where I have been literally forced into things that I have not wanted to do in the interest of taking care of my family and being able to be a provider and to do things. Because honestly, I'm just not in a position to tell the people that I should be telling to get fucked to go get fucked. But if we start having a mandatory digital ID chip like that, it's... This is where, like, the paranoids and myself are lining up. It has the such huge potential to be abused. And I'm not even talking about, like, somebody randomly walking by you and scanning your identity and boosting your papers and then giving a fake identity to somebody else, which, theoretically, with the state things are at at the moment, they are. I've read a few things that say they have encryption options now and they're, the technology's evolving, which, of course, it is. But um, it's, and they're making it like a two-part system where the chip activates something in a phone and then the phone accesses the information. So it's a little more secure, but at the same time, for every, every time, look at everything else digital. Every time we come up with something that's supposed to be secure and uncrackable, somebody finds a way through it. As long as there is some sort of incentive to, for financial gain or personal gain or even to bootleg information, or, I mean, hell, look at the huge leak a couple of years ago that happened where every, where Apple got the cloud hacked and all of a sudden every celebrity that ever took a naked selfie was in deep shit because it was all out there. And it's like they say, once it's on the Internet, it's out there forever. You can try as hard as you want, but nobody has the capacity to completely scrub that stuff away. You can sue, you can threaten, you can do whatever, but it's still going to be floating around out there. Do you really want all your personal information subject to that same issue? Which, it's kind of a sticky situation, really, because in our day and age, everything is so digitally already fucking out there. It's not going to be a real simple, like, oh, well, I don't have the digital wallet, so I'm safe. 
Yeah, your bank accounts are still accessible online. Anything you don't have that is a physical asset is vulnerable to being compromised. It's just the way it is. I mean, they want to tell us it's not and it's safe and it's secure and all this other shit. But ultimately, it's 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 a, it's a mixed bag. I mean, like I said, I, I'm a big fan of not having to carry cash. I also believe in the value of tangible assets. I do have fallback stuff that is not just a theoretical ones and zeros assets. It's actual physical assets because I think that's being smart. That's being prepared. And... So yeah, I, I'm I'm not opposed to a digital wallet, but at the same time, I am opposed to a digital tag in your flesh. I think it's a really just, it's not a, it's not a good idea. There's way too many complications involved to it, and it has too much potential to be abused. Let's say hypothetically they tell us, oh well, this you have to be right within six inches of the scanner for it to work, but the powers that be, the people that have a vested interest in controlling this chip, find a way to boost the signal or to make a more sensitive reader that can pick it up from, say, a foot and a half away. And like I said, just, you know, hypothetically, it's implanted into a door jam, and they know every time you come and go because as you walk by it, you don't notice anything's happened. It doesn't even have a light. Just, uh, just, It just registers that your tag number went through that door this time of day and returned through that door that time of day. And it's it's a slippery slope kind of thing in my mind. And it's kind of funny because I've actually seen propositions, and I guess there's a couple countries where it's been put on the on the docket of doing things like tagging sex offenders. So you can find out immediately that they're a sex offender. And, yeah, that's all well and good, but they're already supposed to be being tracked and kept track of. And the tagging is a little superfluous unless you have a scanner handy or if it's actually more trackable than they want to admit. And, um, yeah, it's... And what's to stop from... I mean, obviously, if you've heard of the show more than one or two times, you're probably aware I really don't consider pedophile people. So they are subhuman in my book. But that does not necessarily mean I'm willing to say, okay, they should all be implanted so we can track them 24-7. I'm still more pragmatic. I still say we feed them into a chipper shredder and be done with it. Because you don't have to track them when they're in a compost pile. You don't have to worry about them reoffending if they don't have a pulse. Uh, but I'm not going to make this another pedophiles should all be mulched uh, soapbox. I, I just wanted to talk about the RF chip. So, to summarize... No, I do not believe the subdermal implant is a good idea. I understand the value of the RF system. I understand the value of carrying a digital wallet, of carrying a digital ID, uh, of not having to carry a set of keys. Sounds kind of nice, but there are compromises with that. I mean, just like you can pick a lock, you can hack an RF reader if you have enough time and the right knowledge. So it's, it's... more of the same. It's it's a new twist on an old idea. So I say by all means get you a digital wallet that you, that you can carry around with a little sleeve that covers your cards that blocks the signal from going out I and mean, it still can't go through heavy metals if you really that if if you're handy you can get some lead and make yourself a wallet and line it with felt so it's not inconvenient to carry. It's going to be heavy as shit, but it'll I guarantee nobody'll pick up your signals. I'm 
if that's how you want to do things, it's okay. Now, on the other side of that, I really don't want to have a bunch of lead-lined clothes, so I will not be getting an implant for that chip. And anyway, so uh, we're running a little longer than usual, but I'm going to wrap it up here. And thanks for listening, and that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program things i've talked about there are some links available for some merch that we're working on and there are ways to contact us there as well and thanks for listening and i look forward to talking to you again soon